Hi, hello, this is Jules the Human here, and welcome to the Jules and Matt Anime Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Jules the Human, and every week we go out into the world and watch a little bit of anime, and we come back here to talk about it. And today is the final time we have to talk about Tower of God. We are going to be finishing this anime up, giving our final thoughts, rating it on a scale, and then picking a brand new anime from the anime chest. So we have a ton of anime here that are up for being the next anime that we get to watch becomes our next uh whole entire life matt's gone where did matt go i'm gonna keep on this here until matt joins back oh brother but we're picking up a brand new anime and uh let's see if that fixed it there he is it's like he never left hello matt hello. uh <laughs> sorry <laughs> I was freaking out just for me though. But uh we're gonna pick a brand new anime out of this chest at the end of the at the end of this episode, and we're gonna be talking about that one next week. But today I'm not alone going on this journey. I've seen him a ton in the trenches fighting automatons in Terminids. Hello, Matt Galley, my co-host. How are you doing? Oh man, it's nice to finally come out of the creek. Yeah. <laughs> it's rough um, out there. Yeah, I've been playing. A heck of a lot of hell divers man a lot of fun but uh yeah uh doing good um i'm feeling very conflicted on final f- final thoughts with this anime definitely I'm very excited to pick a new one today very always excited to see what uh what our new personality is going to be for the next three weeks to come yeah and i i mean i agree and i'm with you on this confliction of this anime in whole in total because there was some pretty cool stuff there there was some interesting stuff but it was just for me these last four episodes were just wild and weird and we are definitely going to talk about it but um we're going to give it a final rating by the end of this and we'll be done with it put it up with all the other final rating that the community also helped us get for sure yes and we have one that's all collective all together and let's just get into it because we have a lot of stuff episode 10 beyond the sadness what happens in episode 10 episode 10 uh coon reveals his intentions on helping bam through the tower uh rack is shrunken by the test administrators bam meets with coon and rack to discuss how he will carry the newly paralyzed rachel through the tower rachel telling bam to abandon her after ho's funeral and one of the testers is revealed to be an assassin sent by jihad to eliminate the false princess anak uh they are cut a deal from the test director to help in the assassination during the announcement of the test results with Rachel failing, Bam reveals that he is an irregular in order to ask an administrator permission for Rachel to continue through the tower. Now these so begins the convolution here towards the end. And I don't know if you felt it. I I definitely felt things starting to unravel in this episode when the test director is confronting an assassin sent by Jihad and it like all these, all these things are getting like not confusing, but just like, I, I just, I don't understand the direction in the next episode for me, episode 11 and 12, it does get confusing for me. I'll admit it was a little confusing, but also 
in this episode starts my asking why. Why are we doing this so much, this other thing so much? We have the introduction of, like you mentioned, Lo Pei, Lo Po Pien Ren, or Ren, whoever this guy is, Yoga, who was, it was, you know, he was undisguised as Yoga, um, come in to try and take out the, the Jihad princesses, which is okay, but it's like so late in the show. It's so late. We're already here in the final stretches and it's like why add all this other stuff there's there was a clear line a clear picture uh it tried to paint it so well in the beginning gotta get to the top of tower i don't know what it is that's the fine mcguffin i'm okay with that i'm okay with not knowing the thing but starting here is when they added so much more to it and i was like why is there so much there was little rack which was really cute i really like little rack tv rack (laughs) gb rack which is fantastic um the the whole she wanted to go see the stars fine i don't i know for me that's not good enough to do that's that's like the the show starts with that right and i'm okay with that it says this is the story about rachel the girl who wanted to see the stars and bam the boy who needed nothing but her it established that episode one and i was okay with that like that's going to be the journey okay that's good enough because that was her journey and I'm okay with, uh, you know, my expectations being subverted when I'm watching a show. That's something that I enjoy. I enjoy it being tossed on its head sometimes, uh, you know, without it feeling like it's like jumping the shark and losing the vision of the original sure. um, direction of the show in the first place. And that's where some of this, some of the overhead of the interconnectedness of like, Leto Rowe like doesn't like what the administrators, uh, I mean the test director is doing because like you know the director is under this thing where it's like you know I'm supposed to find the people who are supposed to be a danger to the tower. That part fine, sure. Yeah, I was okay with that because that was part of the subverted expectations, like you're talking about, where yeah, there's like this underlying thing where the administrators are or the rankers aren't even like super on board with everything going on. I'm like, ooh. This is kind of cool. Like, oh, this is like some next level stuff other than the people that are just trying to ascend the tower. Now the people behind the actual tower, they're like, wait, these these people don't like this? Okay, hold on. This is interesting. But at the same time, that brings me full circle to the question of how did people who got to the top of the tower, a ranker, why are they working in the tower now? Like, what is their stake in this? Why would somebody care that the tower's housing somebody dangerous that's trying to climb it and why would somebody not like what is that juxtaposition between leto row and the test director that's causing them not to see eye to eye i never understood where that was coming from and this the tension that starts to like brew up and boil over between the two of them i just don't understand where it's coming from and if that's to set up something in the later seasons sure i sure but it doesn't make for a satisfying like uh uh arc for this for now yes. for the now because <laughs> like what is it okay let's say that this whole crew all of the friends that are in this crew are trying to get to the top of the tower for whatever reason they do it so what now they're going to be rankers and they're going to come down and administer the tests is that their ultimate finish is that the ultimate ending 
because we have no concept of why somebody would want to be a ranker to help out the next people to go to the top. No, nah, I don't know. There's so many questions here. Um, the leader who the administrator is trying to get all things that will hurt the tower out of the tower and to take them out. Uh, Kuhn wants to take the administrator's test. There's the introduction of that. There's a different test that you can take. Obviously, there's another test that you can take, but this will get you to the top faster. And this and will make you the that like Leto Row kind of told him about it behind the scenes. Yes. But then only an irregular can do it. So they're they're just adding like arbitrary rules to make this thing work. And I'm like, what is this? Why? Why are we doing this? Finds out that Bam's irregular. Uh, they will be led to the quickest way to the top of the tower. And he has to meet with the same being he had a contract with to make sure he's okay to do it. I don't know, man. I'm just like, uh, I think on episode 11 is where uh, the next episode we're going to talk about. I think at episode 11, I was just like, I'm good. This, this I, I could have stopped there before episode 11. I would have been like, this is fine. It's, it's uh, for those that are seasoned enough, it definitely starts to feel like, the chimera ant arc 3.0 from hunter x hunter where like just very quickly we're supposed to be latching on to characters that are being and introduced concepts. and concepts that are just falling on top of concepts that are just supposed to be yeah able to make sense and in something like the chimera ant arc you have uh this overhead narrator that's taking a very long amount of time to kind of give context to everything that's <laughs> that's happening i know jules is seeing seeing the airstrikes in his yeah. right now the thousand yard stare just but uh in something like this it's kind of doing those uh types of things and then just expecting you to roll with it which if that works for people that's totally cool but when you're looking for something with uh yeah with like substance with one thing that uh we we talk about a lot is a sense of place and i never get a sense of place in this show the last these last like four episodes it's just no like clue. everywhere somewhere <laughs> like, no I, everywhere any, somewhere anything relates to anywhere else during the I, crown game it's like this controlled the throne room everybody's in a cage like okay cool but by this point with when we get into the next episode like you said with the underwater hunt like it's just not very clearly defined as to, yeah, the sense of place with that uh, test. And it gets even worse in episode 11 because we have the underwater hunt part one. What happens in episode 11 of Tower of God? So the administrator approves Bam's request for Rachel to take the final test of the floor. I think it's the floor. Um, the rules of the underground underwater hunt are explained as the test begins and Princess Yuri's group finally catches up to the testers. The wildcard bull monster appears just as the net begins to form over Bam and Rachel. Kuhn is shown to be constantly working in his lighthouse on a plan. Bam reveals his meeting with the administrator and the bull is shown to be controlled by Jihad's assassin who corners both the princesses Anak and in Dorsey. 
I just don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. I wish I cared. I just don't care. They're trying to explain what this administration test is. What? How does? How does this mean anything? How does this make any sense? And it's like sense? it's also a setup. We're supposed to be like you know the the whole retroactively uh you know spoiler it was a setup by the test director to try to make those events happen the way it did but still in the moment i just feel a very big disconnect between this part of the show and everything that we've watched before this because one it could have probably been remedied a little bit better if we understood what these tests are supposed to do but we don't get a clear definition of what the test is supposed to do to climb the because tower. to climb the tower because <laughs> uh, we get the introduction of the administration test right that's the one that's going to get you to climb the tower the fastest but then now the people that help them to bam and rachel will be known as helpers and that's bad they would they don't want to be seen of as an that. irregular helpers of an irregular they don't want to be seen as that but if if a single let's say this was a different situation where it was only one person that took the administrator's test. If it wasn't Bam, Bam was the one that was making friends with everybody. If it was somebody random that essentially was, everybody was an enemy to each other, somebody not like Bam, it would have just been him in the bubble by himself, free for all, trying to stay alive. Is that how, in a perfect world, how the test should have gone? But they all chose to help him so that well, they I th can push him through. What I got is that, you know, the if you take this test, you'll be able to climb a lot faster, but you'll be branded as somebody who worked with an irregular. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> we never get why that's bad. Well, the There's only no... other irregular that we've seen, they teased that, and then we never even saw them. <laughs> so I don't under that. That's definitely a uh, now a Chekhov's gun of season one, where they yeah. tease this huge this huge character irregular, and then they never do anything with that. I really want to know if people people I've heard like this anime. I don't know why. I think it's because of the characters, and I'm okay with that. But the introduction of the bull, the the whole uh, process of this net dolphin queen, this whole thing where they have to fight these little goblin dudes, the other people outside somewhere, because they have this other little, this huge animal that sucks them up and then it stops them doing this. It's just all this jargon that's just all explained in one I I will say I did see somebody say that in the last episode when like Kuhn and Rack are doing that fake argument and everybody's like, when are you guys going to stop that fake acting? Yeah. Um, in the manhwa, everybody actually fell for it and thought Kuhn was like totally just like out for himself at that point. And mm -hmm. it put this really big like mark on Kuhn as to like everybody disliking him for thinking that way. But he convinced everybody who was who were ready to like abandon helping an irregular reminding them that it's bam the friend that they've come to know mm -hmm. to come come to know but in the in the anime they decided to change that and it makes me wonder like what else has been changed like from manhwa sure. to anime that uh might be 
like taking away from the impact of the show because yeah. that's, i feel like something where it's like well then why do you even include that moment anyways like just just to change it to yeah. just <laughs> exactly. silly i mean yeah. that's fine it was silly um the director prepped all of this uh as a plan uh ren shows up to confront a knock a knock gets hurt Ren is controlling the bull all along, and this is all put together to take down a knock. And bam, I'm assuming. But okay. I did not like this episode. This this episode was the one where I was like, oh, do I really have to watch the rest of it? Because it's just it was just a lot. And it's like, I I want I know we're setting up for the next season and stuff, but this just seems so different than what we've come from. Yeah. And it's like takes it out of everything and brings all these characters together, adds a bunch of new ones and gives some like sloppy ending. What I feel like is a sloppy ending, adding all these other things that maybe people really liked it in the manhwa, but it wasn't, if it wasn't like started from the beginning of the manga or the anime, then why just shoehorn it in towards the end? And it was just, it made it such a less product. And made made it feel rushed for sure. Yeah. Um it continues. Episode 12, Underwater Hunt Part 2. What happens in episode 12? Yuri arrives to contest Jihad's assassin as the testing grounds become flooded with enemies. The spear bearers being saved by La uh Lado Ladero. I'm gonna I'm butchering that. Laro. <laughs> The assassin attempts to threaten Yuri, and in response, she uses them to showcase her strength. Kuhn's strategy is finally revealed as Boars pour out of the worms just in time for him to be reunited with the sibling. The test director showcases a lack of urgency to Yuri's wayfinder at the fact an assassin is in the testing grounds as Yuri's bodyguard pounds them into the ground. Leaving the last words that they sent the bull after Bam, who takes a last stand against it and survives. In celebration with Rachel, she takes the opportunity to push him off their platform into the abyss. This episode I did like uh, a little bit more than the last one. Yeah, more than I, the last one. Sure. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not a very high bar. <laughs> um. It was super complex. Let's talk about the the actual like game of what's happening. It was super complex in the last episode about trying to set it all up. The payoff was cool because we see Kuhn in a in a strategic light where he actually made all this happen. And we didn't know, kind of like in Code Geass, we don't know until the very end, until it's realized that what he was actually doing was bringing all the little guys but all the and, kids are there yeah and they're they're all there they're sucking them up and they're like oh my god what's going on it's like yes coon was the one that masterminded this that was cool i like that moment the way we got there wasn't the greatest but that moment was pretty dope um another moment i do like what's what's this uh princess's name i forgot yuri. her name yuri i really like yuri i like her fighting the Again, I'm conflicted. When they actually fight and when they actually do some action stuff, I really like it. It yeah, seems it looks impactful. Good. Looks pretty good. Um, I like the way that it's just a cutoff. Like there's actual like blood and and like 
paint and then they cut it off to something else. And I like that like artistic style. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Like it goes a little further than I think they're going to go. And then they cut it off to the next scene. I'm like, oh my God. Like, uh, oh, I felt yeah. that one. Sometimes or like the more punches. Less. Yeah. Yes. The punches, the Sometimes impact. Less is more. <laughs> less is more. Yes. And I really do like that. I like that, that sort of stuff. Um, love uh, Rack. Rack is the MVP for sure. He's my favorite of, of all of the characters in here. Um, the whole side story with Anak and all that, and then the group that are trying to get Bam there, and then we get the introduction of a, a Kuhn, uh, another Kuhn sibling, and then we don't see them ever again, and I'm just like, where did he come from? What is he doing? It just How did he get in the tower? Questions. How did he get in the tower? And he's uh, he's an outcast as well. They're just giving us a bunch of info to, I guess, set up season two, which is fine, but you're not done with season one yet. Let's, yeah. let's close this little bit off. I don't know. How do you feel about this so far? No, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly how I feel, where it feels like they're before I'm finished eating like my salad, they're like, okay, here's your entree. And I'm like, okay. I wasn't done with my salad. Yeah. I'm just going to finish. And I like take another bite in my salad. And they're like, Oh, and here's your dessert. And I'm just like, I, I just want to finish my salad. Like, yeah. Just sure. <laughs> stop loading me up when I, I just, I'm enjoying what, what we've started. I'm enjoying yeah. where we're at. And I like the idea of it building into something more, but if you're not going to let me enjoy this bit and you just want me to hop on board to the next bit, I'm not going to be super happy about it. I'm not going to be sure. thrilled. I'm going to feel like I've been rushed. And that's how this feels. It feels like it's rushing you to care about certain things. And it's not like, again, that's if this is, that's as this, whew, that's critiquing it as a setup for a future season mm -hmm. and not as a, as a, you know, a definitive ending where we've done ep uh, anime before that have only been 12 episodes long that have been able to give us a very wholly satisfying experience and close it out by episode 12. But here we are at episode 12 of this anime. One more episode to go, and we're just still being fed info and not feeling like we're getting uh, answers to questions that have already been long posed. Yes, for sure. Because at this point, I completely have the, the climbing the tower out of my head. There's so much other stuff clouding when that's all I want to know what's happening. And that's what that's all I care about right now is them getting to the top of the tower, finding out what it is. And you give that to me, you give me that golden nugget, like, ah, oh, I want to know this. All this other stuff's just in the way because I want to know who gets to the top. And we are setting up another season when I was like, oh, I thought we would get there. I thought we were here, but we're just, we're just beginning, apparently. And I mean, let's compare it to something else like uh, that I don't have experience watching, but I have seen much from the fandom. One Piece, where there's the, uh, the you know, the thing the the thing that everybody wants the one piece and the show's able to you know string a very long amount of episodes about it uh, over time but always kind of have the characters working in that direction towards that goal that's been set from the first episode um whether or not all the arcs completely push them that direction is to be said but that that like overhead thing is always in mind and i feel like this show like you said it starts off about climbing the tower and yeah somewhere somewhere along the way it's it's not about climbing the tower anymore it's about 
like friendship and making bonds and stuff like that. And I'm totally okay with that. I'm totally okay with, again, the subversion of expectations being uh, a thing that's going to happen, but it doesn't feel like it's trying to subvert my, my expectations. It feels like it's just becoming a different show and it's forgetting everything that it already set up before forget everything you know because when you subvert somebody's expectations that you have to make a play on what they were expecting and it feels like it's like oh you were expecting that no it's actually this it's something completely different you thought it was going to be uh, a fantasy adventure and it's actually a drama romance and i'm just like or or I don't even know what you'd call it. Or you, in a, a yeah. Or you expect them, Bam and Rachel to make it to the top of the tower and everything's all nice and fine. And then Rachel pushes Bam off in a wild move here. And a I wild get your move, thoughts. But I, I can't say that I was like surprised or caught off guard. She mm. very has very well telegraphed that she just does not want his presence for sure she asked him to like abandon her and i'm like whether or not that's just like coming Uh, from a place of guilt or spite or whatever bro she she said it she she said that with her whole chest she looked at you in the eyes and said like abandon me because like i that there's nothing here bro and he was just like no well what do you mean you you, yeah you, you patted me on the head Oh man, sorry, Bam. But it doesn't make sorry, me feel. Bam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... I really don't feel bad for him because no. this was telegraphed, like you said, and we kind of. Yeah. I, I was like, I I didn't know it was coming, but I'm like, okay, I get it, and I'm like, well, that's a... the fact that she stood up. I was yes. like, that More caught me her... off guard. But the, when she pushed him, I was just kind of like, mm, yeah. The thing I love is that he was falling throughout the entire credits. I did. That like was the that. best. It made me sit with <laughs> it. <laughs> He just kept falling, and I was like, bro, that's a long way down, dude. <laughs> All of the credits. But oh, here we are, episode 13, Tower of God. It is the title, and that that is the title for episode 13. The final episode of season one, Tower of God, what happens? Uh, Rachel is recontextualized as a character as we witness her moments arriving at the tower. Being called out that she does not wish to see the stars, she wishes to be a star. Witnessing Bam arrive and move up through the tower, she is denied entry and given a task if she wishes to climb herself, be the one to end Bam's life. We are shown her internal point of view, growing to envy Bam as he continues to grow stronger, make friends, and climb the tower, to the point where she shoved him into the abyss. Leto Rowe announces his death before confronting the test administrator on their involvement, leading to him being fired. Kuhn and the rest decide to carry on Bam's memory by climbing the tower with Rachel before revealing Bam to still be alive and kicking, now determined to climb in order to find his own answers. It was an interesting way to start off the final episode of season one because we almost do a complete half of the episode is all flashback sort of from Rachel's point of view. Um, Rachel, I, I'm curious because I don't, we don't really know what happened before she went to the tower, but apparently it doesn't matter 
I don't know uh, how long do you think her and Bam were together? Because we know she taught him English, kind of. We know she found him underneath some it rubble. Could, like just from the point that we see them meet to the point that they're at now, right as they enter the tower, it couldn't have been more than like a year to three tops is stretching it, I think, because they don't look like too Very have, different. Yeah, aged. I would say a year at most. Yeah. Um, so apparently none of that stuff matters because all she wants to do is see the stars and that's conviction. And now that we see it in a different light, we see that as a maniacal, she's sort of, uh, sort of like wanting to get it at any means necessary by whoever it doesn't matter. And she finds out that she's not as special as she thinks she is because bam is just so much better at her better better at everything than her and she starts to feel jealous and fear and all these stuff like it's cool i'm fine with rachel's character now rachel going yeah. through this whole arc in the last episode is a little weird um to do it all at I the mean, end it as cool as, a as a as a reveal i think it's cool and i do think that that's kind of one of the things that it has going for it yes uh, as a as an interesting setup into the next season is that like we we haven't had a very clearly defined antagonist until this point but sure. i think that this is really the show setting up rachel to be the, the antagonist of this show to some degree and I, um, which yes. i'm totally okay with i think that's really cool that's a way that the show has successfully subverted my expectations because i thought that she was being set up to be a like a, it was set up to be a, a reclaim love thing, but it's set up to be like, no, she's gonna double backstab you because she's willing to do whatever it takes to get what she wants. And the fact that, do you think that if she wasn't given that as a test, that her feelings would have developed differently, or was it the fact that she knew that she had to kill him at some point made her develop that over time? I think come to that because she was like, my body wouldn't listen to me. It didn't yeah. like she, a couple times. She had that chance. Couldn't, wouldn't take it. Sure. I do think that it is the circumstance that made her this way. And then it changes her internally to start looking for those things at, as why was he the chosen one? Because the, the administrator clearly says like, you weren't the one we were looking for. I want to do away with you or whatever. And this is the guy, this is the guy that we chose and, but or he broke through. Like, would Bam have not passed that first test if it was not for princess Yuri giving him the black March in the yeah. first place? Like, and it's I, lucky. Just, I don't, I don't know, know. <laughs> well, because he has powers innately. So apparently he, as well as getting lucky as well, is as that why the goddess liked him? Yeah. The um, of the black March. Because, like, did Yuri give it to him as a prank? Like, oh, the goddess isn't going to like you. And then he was using it. Probably. <laughs> and then he can use it. Yeah, because he has... Nobody understood or nobody knew that he had this other power of Shinsu in him. But uh, it's so odd that there was just another little special test that this guy, this character can just do. Can just be like, well, let's see what you can do. Let's try and get rid of him. If you can get rid of him, you can climb the tower. And it's like, what is, what is it? What are these games? What are, what is this whole life? What like are they in recognition of your stupidity or something like that? What is, what are these powerful beings that just have this power over the, 
I'm assuming deceased or passed on or chosen. I don't know how to how to call the regulars because we still don't really know what it was. Because at the at first, the beginning of the show, I thought Rachel was dying and then she was gonna pass on and then go to Tower of God. And that's who that was her final test. And if she died, then she died, died. But if she lived, she got to see the stars or whatever in the tower. But now it's like, how are they, how, is this another dimension? Is this, there's so many questions that I still have, but I'm fine with not knowing them because there's just too many. I just don't care. There's like, again, I agree that the Rachel stuff, yeah, the Rachel stuff was really good. I like the turn. I like, uh, you know, it, it made sense for me in my head. I was like, okay, I understand what she's doing why she was doing it and the reasoning behind it which is fine um it was kind of cool that she gets one revive or whatever and it was that the big guy that was like taking care of her or whatever um she wants to climb the tower more than anything knowing that doesn't matter who gets in her way that she's gonna do it and by doing that has to kill bam or be the end of him um (sighs) There's a lot here because then they get into the other stuff with Leto Row, uh, who has reasons to go after the administration and he quits. And now there's this whole other side story, which is fine, which is cool. But in the last episode to set everything up for season two, I don't I don't know. All of this is like in a weird context because this is the last episode we have for the show so far. Um Mm-hmm. It is clearly setting up for something bigger and for it to be like a long story. But I don't know if there was enough in these first 13 episodes for me to want to do it because then it's going to be another another floor on the tower doing some contrived <laughs> thing and then we got to do that thing. But um... <sighs> the biggest, yeah, the only intriguing thing to me is like how whatever is going to happen whenever bam is revealed to be alive and you know rachel has to answer for him still being alive like that's the only thing that i could that's the only answer i could want out of a season two at this point everything else has just become too fluffy and like makes me just not just want to have the whatever this clear goal is for this show whatever whatever the main thing is like i'm okay with getting to that answer but again it's like i don't think i want it enough to sit through an entire second season i do like the way that they set up rachel to be this uh antagonist like you said because she is smarter or the way that it was set up was a smart way so that she can automatically have a reason to deny that she was the one that did it to bam that the bull did it and now all of Bam's friends and all of the things Bam worked on are now instantly passed over to her because now they want to make her get to the top because that's what Bam would have wanted. And I like that outcome that yeah. she was the one to turn everybody and now they're all for her and now she has all of his power and now she's the star, quote unquote, because she's mortally wounded as they know her and now she has a way to the top and that's gonna be you know everybody helping her and doing everything they can to make sure she's the one that does it if nobody else goes through if nobody else makes it alive she's gonna be the one to make it to the top now like you were saying the confrontation between her and bam when he eventually makes it to the top 
or reaches them or whatever because he's being trained by another character on the side now that we saw in passing for a little while and that was a cool part too who but... we saw match uh Dorsey, who has been shown to probably be the strongest uh fighter in the show oh yuri uh i would say yuri is better yeah sure actually yeah you're right yuri mm-hmm. um forgot forgot that we got to episode 12 with her but um yeah yeah other than yuri uh whoever i forget I don't, I don't know, know if they ever get a name, but the, the one in the spandex. Person, yeah, the one in spandex, the full body spandex. <laughs> they well, now were a match for Dorsey, and they're training Bam. So that's and at promising. The, yeah, and at the end, you they like they're trying to hook you at the end of the episode. They're trying to hook you there because they show Bam at the top or at the top of a mountain where he's older now and he has longer hair. Was that what that was? Yes, I think that's what it was. I think it was Bam. I, I thought it was a different character. I was like, who's this? It could have <laughs> been the guy that we talked about that was another irregular. That could have been him where he was the only other irregular and he's like super powerful. But it makes more sense if it was Bam and they're like, let's see how he gets there. You know what I mean? This is the end. This is the end result. This is, you know, Super Saiyan 5 or whatever. And uh let's see how bam gets to this point and he's gonna do it and we're gonna follow his story the whole way i won't be there but (laughs) somebody will um so that's the end we reached the end of tower of god i really wanted to like it uh too i wanted to like it so much more than i than where we ended up we rate our animes on three different categories on animation, storytelling, and vibes. And we put it up on the board of other animes we've already seen in season two. We've already done a season one. If you haven't seen that, go check out all the other episodes. But Matt, what would you give Tower of God on animation? Uh, animation, I'm giving it an A because I thought the animation was pretty good. Um, it had a definitely like a unique uh art style that it was going for it felt very ethereal at times the the fight scenes were really good and well enough choreographed that i could uh kind of follow the action and the effects were really cool when there were fight scenes going on but the the character designs themselves are just very like appealing in a like yeah in just like a, a very hand hand drawn way where every frame of every every character never feels like it's pulled from you know um character default standing frame a and stuff like that it always feels very unique uh the shots are well composed as well um keeping the keeping the like if there's one thing that i could say about the show the pacing (laughs) and the flow of scene to scene uh pacing uh works very well thanks to the animation as well where would you put the animation? Um, I think it was about a B. Uh, I didn't don't really like the opening credit stuff. They could have done more with that. I liked the colors. It was really good. The animation is cool. I don't know if it was super my cup of tea. Like you said, it is very stylized and it is unique, but I don't think I really enjoyed it as much. Um, so it is just a little bit above average for me. I mean, the color, the colors are great. I love that, but still, it was just 
I don't know. It does give that hand drawn, but I kind of want like my anime to be a little bit more touched up. I don't know. Um, so it was it was a little bit above average. So uh, storytelling. Where would you put storytelling for Tower of God? Storytelling. Uh, I'm giving it like a, a C, like a C minus even. I uh, I really just have a lot of problems with the the storytelling from episode one to thirteen. There are some really good strides in there at times where the you know everything flowed really well. Everything was making uh the the pacing of the flow of information and exposition was really good. But then in these last four episodes, it really started to feel like it was bogging itself down with setting up more for the next season, as opposed to giving this first season a satisfying close, even though we do get a good twist with uh, the reveal of Rachel and her uh, test to take Bam's life that's been uh, there the whole time. Um, I enjoy that reveal a lot, but it really doesn't make up for everything that we went through to get there um yeah um you put the storytelling it's like a d minus or an f man i just did not like this at one point i was about done um i do like the characters though which really sucks because i do like some of these characters i don't like what they're doing but they do seem true to themselves so that's fine but the situations in the way that there's so many questions to what actually is happening just has me has me going on faith and there's not enough supplied here for me to be faithful in the show in what it's doing um it's just kind of a lot in storytelling just i don't know even in that last arc it just really hit me the wrong way because of all the stuff that they were trying to put in at the end new characters that we were seeing all this other stuff and i just want to see these little guys i just want to see rack eating some chocolate bars like just keep giving me that keep doing that and you did kind of at the end but like that was that was my that was that's what i was holding on to the whole introduction of coon's brother sibling that stuff it it just try to take too much try to try to include everything it's kind of like the manwa person uh was like let's include everything in this arc to get to this point but it's like 20 volumes and we have to set all of these other things up for the rest of the show to make sense but we got to do it in 13 episodes and it's like well okay that's cool well here's this character really quickly and here's this character and this is why they're doing it let's do this and it was just every second spent on something is a second that's not being spent on something else and if you put up a pie chart it's probably very diced up as to how much time this show took with all of its different little things where I feel like if it had drawn some dedication to the just into the main overarching climbing the tower aspect, it would have made for a more satisfying uh, experience for a first season. And then from there you go into season two where it gets turned on its head and everything starts to feel sure like it's not actually uh, as it is after the little bits and crumbs have been there in the first season, as opposed to completely doing it from episode one to episode 13 of the first season. Because there's so much to the tower that I want that... to know about. Yes, it's it's, that, it's intriguing. Yes, for sure. There's so much to the tower that is interesting and intriguing, but they don't give us enough 
to start at the beginning and for us to believe that these people just want to climb to the top because that's what they've heard is the answer to everything and all the answers forever and whatever you want. And it's just a goalpost that they have to hit. But all this other stuff about the administrator test, about the the different kinds of classes that people can be in and them working as teams and all that stuff. It's just like they probably could have done that all at the beginning and then let us go and then be like, oh, this is what they were talking about. Oh, this is the thing. I would have been fine with being front loaded at the first couple episodes with all this information. Well, we heard that there's like an administrator test. You could have done that in the beginning too and be like, oh, that's what he's going to do. We didn't know that only irregulars can do that. Okay, now they're going to suffers do that. a similar problem that Dang and Ronpa suffered, where it okay. just didn't. I feel like where it just didn't give its core concept enough time to breathe before it really started to try to do the the wild like plot twisty type stuff that uh, we should be getting out of like. I mean, I hate <laughs> out of out of other shows that have done it very better that span multiple seasons with. Mm-hmm. Big, uh reveals yeah because some of the reveals and some of the twists and turns in this were fine they were good it was just everything around that and the time that it let it breathe was the issue that i had they didn't let some of the stuff happen in a timely manner when everything was just crammed into an episode or two and mm-hmm. it just wasn't great uh vibes where would you rate the vibes uh the vibes i'm gonna give it a b a b for vibes uh I liked the characters. Um, every character that we actually got backstory for, I did like. Every character that was fleshed out. Um, Kuhn, uh, uh, Anak, and Dorsey, Ho, um, they're all fleshed out with a backstory reveal, and mm-hmm. I thought they were all very intriguing characters. Yeah, I like Yuri for her display of, of just a incompetence in navigating the tower (laughs) and trying to retrieve her sword that she accidentally like gave out like that's just so funny to me um but then you know she's actually super strong when she gets into the fights uh bam's likable enough as a character with his motivation and then uh even though i i don't like rachel i think in my opinion that it is good writing that i don't like her like it is not definitely i don't like her for the right reasons Mm -hmm. and i want to see her get her comeuppance i don't just want to see her disappear like i want her to stay i want her to do more bad things and then i want her to get what she deserves because i think that would make a satisfying uh way to move Conclu- forward yeah. with the story because she's turning into an antagonist mm-hmm. um that's about it in terms of vibes every that like and i really do like the characters but like i don't even though the settings are very cool and ethereal i i don't enjoy the show as a whole i don't like the place that we're spending time with these characters and mm-hmm. i think that the tower just it, it's because of the way that the show is being uh, played out but i don't enjoy seeing all the different environments of the tower and not having a sense of place and just feeling like there's no sense of time oh bam was unconscious and like oh he needs to get up for the test this many days that many and then that many and this and 
it just feels in the air it, in yeah the clouds. which sometimes can serve a narrative fine but it's just like when you're trying to give a sense of urgency narrative like we gotta climb the tower um i really feel like a sense of place and a sense of time would have served the show a lot more um so yeah the characters made me enjoy the time with the show because they were the ones that were fleshed out i enjoyed a lot but other than that they've really carried it they really carried it for me <laughs> um i get rack and his chibi forms yeah, as well definitely. where would um, you put the vibes jules vibes are like at a c c c minus or something i uh, agree with everything you're saying i like the characters characters were the biggest part for me um they it, what it, what is really interesting though that is if i see these characters out of context if i see like a fan art of one of these characters i will instantly know who they are so they did a really good job at making everybody feel individualized and have their own look and have their own personality sort of it's just the way that the story was going and i just don't like the situations that were put in for something that I still haven't gotten a uh, a solid climax for, it was sort of a twist at the end, and that's fine with Rachel, but I still am leaving season one with so many more questions where so many questions that I just, there's so many of them that I just feel like I don't care. I don't need this. I don't want to continue this story because in season two what it's going to be the same thing and i know we set it up really well for season two but if it's the same as what we've already seen i don't have a whole lot of faith it's faith based in this viewing of this season and faith based going forward and like oh okay i'm gonna go off of what they tell me here it is oh and there's this other thing okay let me just agree and go on and it just pulled me too much it pulled at my strings and i'm like hold on wait what are you what are we doing here what's going on this is about the fifth thing that i'm just going off of just trust me bro for and now i'm just like this is a lot this is too much and there's too much going on and too many different threads that are being pulled here so about a c c negative for uh vibes on this so that is how we rated the tower of god please let us know in the comments if you're watching later or let us know in the discord how you thought about this anime but we have a final rating all of our cumulative scores put up together and the final score for tower of god is tower of god is our first c we're just filling it all out we're just filling out the entire board so see far what i mean to see what i mean ranked c for tower of god right in the middle this is the this is the midpoint i guess right yeah, yeah. so we have all these characters i kind of i kind of wanted to get like just a face pretty much of everybody and this that'd be kind of cool as a collage at the end um so there it is claire says glad to know i made a smart call oh, skipping it we oh, watch it so you don't have to exactly so there it is it is a c that's where he is there's bam in the middle any final thoughts before we say goodbye to Tower of God forever? Should have set up all the characters in the first season and made season two a huge uh, tournament arc. Would have been better tournament for it. Tournament arc, yes. I'm, but This is my shonen brain. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I, I really did want to like this show. I liked the characters. I liked the setup. It just, the execution left 
so much to be desired in my opinion and that's unfortunate there's something interesting about really bad but mediocre no thanks yeah i just really and that's think... the thing it felt very mediocre it felt like i was just meandering through like the midway point where like you know things it started to pique my interest about a bunch of things and then instead of like capitalizing on that interest it's like oh but can i get you interest about a bunch of this stuff and again it goes back to my whole salad allegory something we haven't talked about is that's very interesting is that crunchyroll put their name on this like crunchyroll were the ones i'm assuming were the ones that put money on this so it's that very high it rated made it's very high rated i i the, this show's very well received and very so high was rated. the one that wasn't an f <laughs> i mean maybe we're weird maybe we're just not in on the good we stuff i'm here to get our opinions yeah not the internet's opinion and apparently our opinions are better because there's a bunch of people that really like bad anime apparently <laughs> i did not know that in the world when we started this there's some people that like some bad anime so oh brother that's the end let's cleanse the palate that's the end of us talking about tower of god and now matt will be choosing the next anime that we watch together if this is your first time watching the show we rate the animes and then we go and pick another one and some of these are put in by you some people have put 500 bits on twitch or uh you can if you'd like five dollar super chat on youtube we are live on youtube as well so 500 bits on twitch will get you a anime chest uh anime just tell us which one you want and put it into the chest or the $5 Super Chat, same rules apply. So one of these anime are what we're going to pick for the next three weeks. Um, Dan says, it also getting a season two this year, I guess. It was it was definitely an anime uh, that we watched. So the next anime that we are going to dive into for the next three or four, three weeks, I'm pretty sure. We're going to watch the season one. Death Parade death parade whose is that cz that was cz's death <laughs> yeah, parade easy pick cz pick first season two cz pick <laughs> first season two cz pick death parade pretty sure it's on crunchyroll watch episode one through four of death parade before next wednesday and um yeah we're gonna talk about it we would love for you to watch the animes with us if you've never seen it that's okay because i've never seen it pretty sure matt's never seen it never seen this one. i know nothing about this anime so that's part of the fun is that we all watch it together and we all decide and have opinions and we want to share them and that's where we come here and talk about it. it's kind of like a book club but for some anime so death parade episode one through four by next week and that's our new personalities for the for the next couple weeks we're going to talk about it Rules next parade. week and jules the parade death galley death galley <laughs> easy one matt whenever you're not uh talking about anime on the internet where can they find you uh you can follow me on my twitch at matt underscore galley or on my socials just add an its at the front you can follow me on twitter x whatever Wait, is your called. twitch matt underscore galley i thought it was matt galley Oh, it's Matt under Matt underscore galley. Really? Okay. Yes. Well, I gotta change that. That's my fault. Oops. I, <laughs> I didn't even notice. Um, and uh yeah, on my other socials, just add an ITS at the front at ITS Matt underscore galley. Um, yeah, my my original Twitch handle uh was not Matt Galley, but when I changed it to Matt Galley, the Matt Galley was already taken. So oh, 
if uh if you work for twitch and you're hearing this give me my handle <laughs> you know what happened uh, my tiktok was jules the human underscore and i messaged a long time ago when i first started tiktok um i messaged the person that had jules the human and they were like i don't think i have a tiktok but it's literally you and you're linking to your instagram and i messaged them and whatever but i finally got jules the human on tiktok because apparently that that tiktok got eliminated or something so you can oh, maybe message the matt matt galley on twitch and be like yo can i have that <laughs> can i can i get Last that online 10 years ago yeah. can i have that <laughs> yo bro you still going live i'm still waiting <laughs> Uh, Claire says, I'm imagining skeletal floats and dancing zombies. I have no clue what Death Parade. Maybe it's the uh, uh, My Chemical Romance theme. Um, and when the stars align, you may see even see Matt live. That's exactly what I say. When the stars align. You can find me on all the things. Jules the Human, J-U-L-E-S, the human on all social media. I am not streaming on Twitch anymore. You may be watching on Twitch right now, but I usually stream on YouTube now. I'm streaming on my YouTube, youtube.com slash Jules the Human. I have a ton of members videos. If you are a Twitch sub that wants to go to YouTube and still keep like the emotes and all that stuff, you can do that on YouTube and get a ton of videos i just posted right before this i posted like four videos for members only they're gonna be coming out later this week there is a video on my youtube dropping as soon as we're done with this podcast so go check it out it's a reaction for the borderlands trailer that came out today um uh, but all my stuff is gonna be on youtube oh, brother uh <laughs> not 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 your youtube yeah. but vid more video game media that hopefully doesn't get butchered borderlands well you can see my reaction yeah. <laughs> right after this um but yeah i also have a tier that's only i added a tier that's 399 that's only for sub badges and emotes you won't get the extra content or extra videos or anything but if you just want to have the little twitch emotes and the little twitch subs you can do that for 399 that's less that's less than what you pay on Twitch, and I get more for it. So, like, yeah, YouTube is Twitch pretty just got super expensive. YouTube is like pretty cool. Now. I got, for 10 subs, I got 30-something $30 dollars. And I was like, excuse me? Anyways, <laughs> Death Parade. <laughs> follow me on YouTube. Follow Matt. All that stuff. Death Parade next week, one through four. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.